mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 332. Of There's No Place Like Tara, Stargate First Watch, Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And did I hit record? (laughs) Yes, maybe, sort of. Guys, if I did, this is going to be real fun. I didn't hit record. Then that's all of us. Here's the fun thing is, while you said that, I was like, I'm really hoping I didn't transpose numbers because I get twos and threes confused in my brain. You did. Yes, you did. SG Universe, season one. Yes. Episode 14. Yes. AKA, A Beautiful Rush. Or... Stargateception. <laughs> I love both of those so much that I'm erasing anything I had written down. I remember you got here and I was like, I got this, I got this. I love a beautiful rush. A beautiful rush. <laughs> also, Stargateception works because there is a moment where you have dreams inside. That's dreams. what I'm saying. They're both so perfect. And I know. if you don't get either references, I recommend both movies. Yeah. Definitely yeah. watch both of those. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. I have seen. I think I've only seen Beautiful Mind once. It's very good, but I think I've only seen it once, but I've same. seen Inception a couple times. Yeah, same, 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 same. Because so we recommend one higher than the other. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's new with you? Let's um, keep it quick, because apparently we're playing a D&D game after this. We are playing this. a D&D after this. Um, <laughs> We've I, already had a talking to. <laughs> I will say I'm continuing to live on the high that is Star Trek Picard. Yes. Um, I have a lot of feels and a lot of says, but I can't says anything because <laughs> everything that I would even hint towards would be a spoiler. Oh, that sounds fun. The last episode basically turned everything that I thought I knew about this season on its head. I like that. I'm excited for Um, you. And then I can't even... Oh, I started... uh, I started a new book. Okay. Um... Gosh. I even forgot to write it down. I think it's Hail Mary Project. Oh. Um... It's pretty good. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's like my nighttime read. Okay. Um, Hail Mary Project? Yeah, hold up. It's about... I know what the Hail Mary Project is. Isn't it a book? Is this... Oh, it's Project Hail Mary. Is this the uh, the guy who wrote the Martians book? Yes, it is. Andy Weir. Um, And so I I love his writing because it's my style of... um, It's not extra wordy in a good way. That sounds like it'd be saying it in a bad way, but it's, it's just enough. It's real lean. It's lean. It's Um, mean. It moves at a a very good pace. Sorry. And so it's nice because it's one of those books where I can just read the chapters aren't super long. So it's what I call one of my nighttime books and I can read just like two chapters and crash. I have to tell you that the reason I knew that is because Andy Weir yeah. was just recently on one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, was he? Ever in the whole wide world on Adam Grant's Rethinking with Adam Grant. I do love Andy Weir. And it's a really great conversation between the two of them. And just to give you a little hint, it's called Andy Weir Doesn't Love Writing. I That's- may actually have to listen to that. <laughs> I will share it with you. I will recommend it to all of you. a big Andy Weir 
fan um anything to get anyone listening to adam grant by the way i know you have like a brain crush on him look if i had like a candle that i could sorry apparently my phone woke up (laughs) if i could have like one of those votive candles where it's like patron saint of organizational Uh communication (laughs) with adam grant i would burn that thing daily I now know what to get you for your birthday. I'm here for it. Yes, Grace's professional crush, I guess, is what Yeah, that's what I was saying, brain crush. Yeah, would be Adam Grant, 100%. Um, And then the other thing is, I feel like I say this on every podcast, but Mm -hmm. this will be the last one for a while. Yesterday I had the last of the four season season finally um, of Highland Games, which was the Ormond Beach Highland Games. How'd it go? It went pro good. Tell me how um, bartender Nick did as well, too, because this was a first, right? It was. Husband bartender Nick got third place in his division. Which is huge because there's a bunch of people in it. So there is normally a bunch of people in it. Look, I'm going to stop there. Yes. That's it. Yes. He placed third in the board. It's normally a bunch of people. Yes. The end. 100%. (laughs) End of story. But also, you did pretty fucking well, too. I started the day real, real strong. Uh Um, Sheaf, which is my strongest event, which, for those of you who don't know, that is the one, if you've ever seen Highland Games, where you take a ball of twine and throw it over a bar with a pitchfork. Uh (laughs) Seems about right. This is one of my strongest skills in life. Nice. Um, my uh previous, you never know when that'll come in handy you don't um my previous personal record for that was 22 feet and not only did i get 23 feet but i tied with one of the competitors who i compete with a lot yes. who's fantastic christy we both got 24 feet whoa 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 and while trying to go for 25 feet my third attempt went up bounced higher than the bar, higher than 25 feet, Damn. bounced on the bar and landed on the wrong side. That's almost, what, five times my height? For I don't know how to do math. I don't know how to A do math A lot of either. times my height. Yeah. More than three. So I... Probably more than four. Do not quote me, but I think I am... Ten, nine or ten feet short of the world record. That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty, That's... That's nothing. That's like two graces. It's like two graces. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm. I, this is one of my strongest events. And I am, if you look at the stats, at least for 2023, I'm very high rated. Further, for farther, faster. Yeah. You're doing yeah. it. Um, I. And I got second. I, my skills went downhill as the day because it was, a, it was like eight straight hours of competition yeah and it was real hot i got real sunburned but i did tie for second place with my um best highland throwing yes. friends um i am so, yeah. so proud of you guys you guys have st- i don't i i, I tell that i've said this before so it's no surprise to you but <laughs> i haven't stuck to anything ever in my whole life other than this podcast <laughs> Uh, and going back to school. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess my marriage. That's yeah, a pretty good that one. That's a good one. The relationship's a solid <laughs> but thing. literally everything with. else I have not stuck to at all ever in my whole life. I played like most of a season of softball in high school. <laughs> and that's it. So yeah. I find what you guys do super impressive. You guys are very cool to go and inspiring to watch. And, our, and both of our improvements over the past season, if you look at the stats at the beginning of the season and look at the stats at the end... I think we've both broken new records in 
I would say, I know for a fact I've broken records and Nick broke records in every single event. Yeah. Personal records. I broke personal records in every single event except for one. Wow. Yeah. This That's season. very cool. Meanwhile, I got really inspired when we watched Creator Clash last yes. night. So I went for a sprint this morning. Uh-huh. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did run i did run the span of our lake in less than 10 minutes though that's awesome i made it i did it <laughs> i watched crater clash and this is after competing for eight hours and went i gotta work on my arms more yeah i just went i could get hit in the face <laughs> <laughs> that was my approach it was yeah. more like i could go down and then uh husband jesse proceeded to tell me i don't know that you know what you're talking about <laughs> because i don't know that you've been hit in the face i've never i never qualmed i could get hit in the face i think um, i could handle hitting the, getting hit in the face however i do want all of those women's shoulder and arms yes so this is yes. my goal this is my off-season goal for next season Look, if Rush can handle a hit from a military gentleman, hundred percent. If that tiny whiff of a man—I mean, he went down real hard, but, but he took it. He took it. <laughs> so I could handle it. Hundred yeah, percent. I could handle it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Otherwise, I'm watching Yellow Jackets, and goddamn, it's dark. It's nuanced and dark, which is sort Someday of a thing. I'm gonna get to that. I love. So it's no longer in your face. Okay. Dark, it's like, oh, if you think about that, that's fucked. Yeah. That's kind of where it's at, which is There's really a fun. moment in this episode where if you think about it, it's real dark. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, it is. January's, nope, April 23rd, <laughs> Plus, 2010. Not that far. We're fine. Um, Written by Jeff Vanley, which is his only Stargate credit. Okay. Um, he's also written an episode of Northern Exposure, uh, worked on a bunch show. of X-Files episodes, a, some, listen, anyone who wrote on Animorphs <laughs> and Xena, and he was an executive producer. I was producer wondering why there was that portion where Rush turns into a lion, but yes. Yeah. See, guys, I know it's not Animorphs, but there's, I have not watched any Transformer film except for the original. Peace Force. But I, there's a part of me that really wants to watch the next one. Because reasons. I think you and domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse. Yeah. And an uncle Nick and bartender Nick. Yeah. Maybe watching that one without me. No, that's fine. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't need to see the theater. Okay. I have no need to see the theater. I just want to watch the effects of. (laughs) Yeah. Giant monster. Yeah. This is directed by Robert C. Cooper. Mm. Well, actually, you know, doesn't direct many episodes, but the ones he does. Real good. It is a name we know. So there is one guest star you may or may not be familiar with by the name of Michael Shanks. Yes. I was wondering. I thought you were telling me about the wife and I was like, I don't know her. Do I know her? No, but I was really wondering if you were going to catch when his name popped up as one of the guest stars. No, no, because I've stopped believing in good in this world. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but I was very excited to see his full Hallmark glowing self because oh, yeah. I think we're he's peak Hallmark he's, Michael Shanks. He is he is peak Hallmark Michael yeah. Shanks. Yeah, it's a good look. It's I'm a not mad look. about it. Listen, it feels really weird to talk about this with my husband on the other side. Listen, of the a button up and a blazer. Come on, I'm not mad. No, yeah. Um, anytime here's what it is anytime he's playing like the voice of God in someone's head I'm a big fan even in that ugly white sweater when he was talking to Jack I was like I'm here for it yeah 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 there's a reason why I'm married to the GM (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, speaking of the wife, Gloria. Yes. Uh, that was Louise Lombard. Okay. Um, and she was on CSI for a bit. Okay. NCIS. She has a fairly long resume. But I was interested to see an upcoming credit of hers. Oh. Oppenheimer. <gasps> oh. It did not list who. Interesting. Um, but we already know that I'm very interested in that movie. It will be a tangent cast waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. And I'm, like I said, I think people who know me, I am not a Christopher Nolan fan. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike him. I'm just very indifferent about him. Yeah. But I'm here for Oppenheimer. Yep. Yeah. Um, And thank you for other people's research on this, because it's on the Stargate wiki, because I would never have known it. Uh-huh. The violin piece that Gloria's playing oh. um, is an aria from Act Two of Tosca, which is um, by Puccini. And a version of that same aria is what's playing in the pilot episode when Rush is looking at the photo of Gloria. Jesus, this is Inception. Yeah. It is Stargate Inception. Yeah. Is the top still spinning? (laughs) Are you in a dream? What are happening? And then the other song that we hear a little touch of is English Rose by The Jam. Oh, that's right. Yep. I do know that one. I do know of The Jam. I have a couple of jam albums. We may have to jam out on the jam. Yep, yep. One of these days. So in an unusual start for Stargate Universe, we're on Earth. Yeah, it's um, odd filter time. We're on Earth. Oh, yeah. It's 2000s filters. The J.J. Abrams lens flares are... The early aughts are in full effect. Yeah, which is... This is not even early aughts. That's why it's funny. (laughs) It's like the early aughts filters... Are in full effect in this non early aughts episode of yes. TV. So Rush wakes up next to his wife, mm-hmm. um, sees that it is six forty six in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, gets up to start his. That day. doesn't mean anything. We know nothing yet. Yep. And we definitely learn here that his notebooks are not a being an ever present object in this world is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. Although with the way he writes them, he has to go through at least one a day. Yeah, he's furiously scribbling. How this man doesn't have severe carpal tunnel is beyond my understanding. Well, he also doesn't write small, and he doesn't put more than one thought on a page. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. (laughs) It's just like a big question mark. Next page. Oh, listen, by the time Glory gets up to make tea, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. um, he's already thinking and pondering classical violin in the background. I don't know why her glasses are on top of the bread box. We're going to move past that. Yeah, whatever. Weird quirk. But she says she has a 4 p.m. appointment with Dr. Browning, which Rush is so out of the moment. He just writes down four question marks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which obviously Gloria sees mm-hmm. and also knows that he doesn't remember that appointment at all or what it's for. He's super distant about all of this. You'd think he doesn't like her. <laughs> The way he goes about this morning. If it wasn't for some flashbacks. That's what I, yeah. We'll see later. We're yeah. like, why are you two together? Yeah, why are you even here, man? Um, also, why are you here, lady? Yeah. Um, as he gets up to leave, he tells her, by the way, that mysterious appointment, I'm totally not going to make that. Sounds great. She's obviously hurt. Yeah. A little pissed. Can't blame her. And he heads into his office, his home office in the house, which is, look... Every surface. It's Pepe Silvia time up in there. It's only missing red strings. Yeah. 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 There's full boxes full of pee everywhere. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Mini Tiny credits. credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was tiny, a tiny, tiny credit. Yes. We come back to him teaching. Listen. Yeah. Look, I wrote Professor Rush is professoring. I would really appreciate if you used the correct terms here. Because I don't know that that man is teaching shit. No. He's playing professor. He is the last person I'd want for a professor. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck ever. all of this. I would never. No stars. I would like, I am I am withdrawing from this class. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's mentioned here, but I know from other, I don't know where, but he was a professor at Berkeley. Yeah. In case the cow hat later on doesn't turn you on to it. The what? He's wearing a cow hat, Cal Berkeley. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. I, I mean, I caught it, but that's it's, because that's fine. I know to look for that yeah, in life. I did. Um, um I just somehow knew and remembered he taught at Berkeley. Grace trivia, that was one of the schools I wanted to get into and didn't and got mad. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck you guys. And they're like, okay, <laughs> but UCLA wants you with a full ride. I was like, fuck that school. <laughs> I want to go to this one. And they're like, okay, but you also got into I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted this one. I mean, listen, the school I wanted to go to didn't have anything resembling my major. That's sort of why I didn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, that's not our focus. Yeah. And But I was like, but I <laughs> you wanted- You have zero interest in the sciences. I was like, but you have really cool record shops down yeah. the street. <laughs> and you're a train ride away from San Francisco. There is a bird trying to get into your window. Nothing. He was he just was... fluttering by, like, he literally I was, did hear him knock, and was, I was wondering what that was. He was just floating outside the window. He had a really cool mohawk. I don't know if I've told you, but I'm becoming a Disney princess. That's, I mean, that's So that's why. <laughs> Can I be the Disney villain? Yes. Yes. I think my favorite is I feel somehow our personalities would be reversed. Yep, they have been. <laughs> they absolutely have been. But it just goes to show you, it's like Wicked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thousand percent. <laughs> Um, so while one person is answering a question on Shor's algorithm mm. and math that goes into quantum computers and breaking crypto systems, mm-hmm. also never, all about you, never in my college life did I stand up to answer a question, but sure guy, go off. Yeah, that wasn't a thing that we did, but maybe in a school as big as Berkeley, that's the only way to be like, I'm the one talking. Maybe. In this auditorium, the size of a fucking Springsteen show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Rush sees this overlay of streaming ancient and math with humming noise just That's flying fine. over his view. You're of totally well, like sir. Like a HUD screen. Sir, this is a Wendy's. And absolutely that would make everything difficult to concentrate on Look, and would give me a massive headache. I just restarted replaying. I just started replaying Horizon Forbidden West again in yes. time for the DLC. And that HUD is overwhelming. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're going to play on none of this mode. None yeah. of it. None of it. And then like the hum going along with it doesn't help. No, absolutely. Yikes. So in the busy hallways, mm-hmm. um, Constance finds him, which fun fact, mm-hmm. um, Salika, I apologize for the first name. Salika Matthew also played Kali in Summit Last Stand, where Daniel went undercover with the System Lords way back when in like season oh, three or four. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. She played Kali. That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. I do cut. remember Kali. So she's obviously a friend of both him and Gloria because she's like, what the fuck? Why dude? aren't you at the 4 p.m. question mark appointment? Why aren't you with your wife at the oncologist, huh? Ooh. And Rush is tries to say that she wanted to go by herself, but no one on the face of the planet, in, anyone would believe that. I cast doubt. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's no. Yeah, that's that's not. No one <laughs> wants to go find out about their cancer alone. Um, but don't worry, Rush is very concerned. Mm-hmm. Sure is. So concerned. Has all the concern. Yeah. And then walks off. Yikes. I, I, I just imagine I'm like constantly just really got like thrown a pen at him like as he walked off. Just yeah, like chuck something just at him. Punch him. He's remember, he likes taking punches. He has a punchable face. Yeah. So Russia's work office is not quite as cluttered yeah. as his home one. Yeah. He's still seeing that visually loud overlay yeah. as he looks at his chalkboard. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. And as he looks out his open door to the hallway, there's a doorway there. It's a little hard to tell what it is when you first see it. Okay. Um, but whatever it is, when he looks back about 30 seconds later, it's not there. Huh. It's our first view of Mysterious Doorway. Wonder what that could be. Gloria calls from home, mm-hmm. about to break into tears, and actually manages to get out that the cancer has returned. And yeah. Rush is like, yeah, I figured I was going to. He's cold as fuck. <sighs> You're as cold as ice. Um, Gloria should really just tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, as he's working and still calculating while obviously not in this conversation with his wife who just told him her cancer had returned. Yeah. That's a background thread in his mind. The only thing that saves Rush is that he knows what's happening here. He's very aware. Is our bird friend yeah, back? Yeah, our bird friend's back. This is really cool and mildly distracting. Buddy. Like- He's just sitting there. This is where you will die. You don't want to come in this house. No. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if there's something on the back of this bag that he sees. It's just black. It's just Yeah, that's true. He's done. Okay. Yeah, the bird Got is done. You dummy. Yeah, you're, you're pretty, fine. but you're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and We're back at his house? No, not no, yet. No, no, no. Well, she, she even asks him, are you going to come home? And just gets a, uh-huh, soon. And then to hangs someday, up yeah. while Gloria Oof. breaks down. Jeebus. Yeah, and the only possible saving grace he has is because we learn that this is not real. He's aware. He is some he's aware that he's in a some sort of yes. thing. Yeah. However, considering things, I don't know if he walked this road any smoother when it was originally. First happening. time around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but something in my superstitious brain would still want to do better than that. Yes. Because I'd be like, the ancients are like watching me somehow. And Mm -hmm. if I don't do this better, it's like Groundhog's Day. Yes. Yeah. So when he does come home, she's playing violin, song I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And she clearly hears him come in the door because he's not quiet. But she keeps playing and Rush just watches her from the hallway a bit. Sees that lovely overlay of ancient. But this time it seems like without the humming. Mm. And just turns and goes into his office. Although I watch this and at no point does he close the front door. Yeah, dude, that's not okay. Just just close your front door. Close the door, lock it. Important things to do before bed. Um, just thought, take your fucking shoes off. <laughs> just saying. She's, um, she, spot, she stops playing mm-hmm. once she obviously hears that he has left and closed his office door. Mm. Yikes. Outside on campus, there's a license plate with 46 starting it. It means nothing. It's fine. Just yep. move on. Don't and even look at that. Coming, running from the building is none other than Dr. Daniel Jackson. Bow, bow, bow. He's been looking for Rush, and Rush is like, I don't have time for any of this shit. Yeah. 
Daniel's really hoping for like a more private place to talk than the middle of campus. He's like, I got some really cool stuff to tell you. And then Rush just. Yeah, you'll totally want to hear this. And Rush is like, yeah, you want to tell me about the Starcade program? And Daniel's like, huh? Let me just rain on your parade because that's what I do. As Rush starts walking again. Yeah, you're currently stuck trying to unlock the ninth and final chevron and you need to figure out how much power you need and yes yes the project is highly classified mm-hmm. it doesn't even have name yet how about icarus <laughs> sheesh daniel is very confused yeah and so rush lets him in on the secret all of this is a figment of my memory and imagination all of this shit's happened i'm reliving all of this and it's a necessary evil i found myself in of getting what i need out of the database Oh, everything what we all here, say right now. Yeah, everything here, including Daniel, is a distant memory that he'd rather go away. Yeah. But there's a reason it's here, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, it's like, hello, I think the chair is talking to you through this simulation. Well, the chair is talking to him through the simulation, but we learn later that he chose this batch of memories. Yeah, it's fair. Which is a whole other thing we'll get into. Oh, yeah, we're coming. Um, but he chose his batch of memories. Mm-hmm. So cut to Young and Eli walking in to Brody in the chair room with Rush right there in the chair, clearly taking it better than Franklin did. Mm-hmm. And after TJ confirms that, yes, honestly, Rush is stable for the moment. Yeah. Young's like, answers now. Well, you did tell him that if he wanted to put someone in the chair, <laughs> exactly. he should put himself. Yes. So in fairness, he's compromising. <laughs> he's doing what you've asked. He is. Um, Russia's working with Brody and didn't want anyone else to know what they were working on. Young's like, yes, but I'm in command. So nothing happens without involving me. Mm, you did. They did exactly what you told them to do. Rush did. Yes. You told Rush that if he wants to sit in the chair, he has to do it himself. So he wasn't deviating from the set plan. So no. why would he have to go inform you of said plan? I think he was like, listen, I'm fine with him doing it. I just wanted to know about it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I'm just, you know. Oh, that's 100% what Rush totally was. Totally understand what Rush did. Yes. So what they did, and by the way, Rush would have done all this with or without Brody's help. Don't think he wouldn't yeah. have. Um, was modify the interface hopefully allowing them to use the chair without brain damage. Mm-hmm. And well, Rush was the first test subject because they don't even know yet if it is successful. Like it seems to be successful. Yeah. I mean, he's not dead yet. He's not dead yet. Um, but they can't just wake him up because right. the connection externally could be dangerous. Because you don't wake up a sleepwalker, which I don't know if that's actually true or if it's an old myth. I don't know either. But Rush has to wake up on his own. Mm -hmm. So they created this interface to to work with the chair Mm -hmm. because of everything that happened to Franklin. Yep. There's only, still this chair is the only way to get control of the ship. They have to figure out the passcode. All of that is tied to this chair. Yep. And the knowledge that it can interface with the ship. And I mean, they're, you know, fairly sure that the modifications won't backfire and put the ship in danger. It's unlikely. I mean, can things get that much worse? I mean, as Eli points out later, everything they do on or off this ship is equally dangerous. Yeah, that's what I mean. Why not? Why fucking not? 
So the inter- what the interface does, this new interface, is it slows down the transfer of information <laughs> and it limits it, the connection to only the subconscious. It buffers. It yeah. buffers. Yeah. So basically what happened to Franklin was you had the entire matrix download your brain in one go. Your house did not have a surge protector. Yes. Your house brain. A thousand percent. Was it's not surge protected. And now there's little surge protectors running through the thing. So... Because it's limited and it's only going to the subconscious, it's going to protect, in theory, most of the brain. Mm-hmm. Worst case, they hope, is that only the memories that they targeted would be lost. Right. And if it works, the data from the ship's memory is going to bubble up through this lucid dream. Sheesh. So there's a built-in trigger. Um, it would appear as a distinctive door, and he has to walk through it, and he's up and awake. Mm-hmm. Let's just, for a second... And we'll yeah. come back to this at the end of the episode. Focus on the part that he could lose these memories and he picked these memories. So I'll tell you this. Yeah. He didn't choose to lose marrying his wife. No. Meeting his wife. Nope. Living with her. Whatever nope. joy they had. Yep. He chose to lose the weeks or days she died. Yes. I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. There are some questions about, you know, the the grieving process and working oh, through I'm that. I'm not saying it's healthy. No. But I get it. If you were it. trying to lose knowing her altogether, I'd be like, can we not eternal sunshine this? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, maybe there's some memories not including your wife. There's some denial happening up in here. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I believe you already said that you didn't necessarily have the best, like, growing up relationship with people so mm. like you know maybe target some of those well maybe those um um to play devil's advocate maybe those he's been able to compartmentalize so far away yeah that he doesn't think about them but because he loved the wife so much thinking of her death hurts all the time always i get that i'm more like but then go to the compartmentalized shit that if you lose it's fine yeah but then that hurts It's not active pain. Yeah. This is where I'm like. Yeah. I I, I see your point, but I I also see where he's living. Like, I've already sealed that one. Yeah. If I reopen it, that's going to hurt fresh again. Whereas his wife dying constantly hurts fresh. Yeah. So if I can just get rid of this one, then I have no fresh pains. I don't know, because I feel like if you then lose that, that's some other weird pain of, like, now I've lost the last moments I had with my wife. Yeah. That's the denial part. Yeah. Where he's like, I don't want to think about that. I just want to think about the good times. It's like not thinking about the consequences of if you lose those. Yeah, yeah. That's, again, the denial part. Yeah. Uh, So they have no clue out here Mm. in Destiny World. Yep. What progress, if any, Rush in Brain World is making? And TJ's like, well, he's stable for now. And if yep. anything gets weird, Young is going to pull the plug. Yep. So Rush comes home sometimes later, I, I guess, is past. And mm-hmm. Gloria and Constance are talking about flying somewhere. Gloria doesn't want to go alone. It's obviously Rush would go with her, even if Constance would go. She's like, I don't have the strength. Um, Here's the thing. If I'm dying and I want to go on a vacation... I didn't ask you if you wanted to come. Yeah. You're no, coming. Exactly. This, is, this isn't for you. This isn't a question. Yeah. This is a, by the way. Yeah. This is a pack your fucking bags or buy something when you get there. Exactly. Because you're coming. 
Um, and part of this rush hears, and he just immediately closes himself in his office. And Constance, like, at the end of whatever conversation that she has with Gloria, comes in knocking, is a bit startled and shocked by the state of the room. Yeah. I like, he's like, what the fuck, Nick? Jesus. Jesus, man. Well, he's like, don't worry, I haven't lost my mind, not yet anyway. And I'm like, mm. Mm. I feel like you have, though. That's not for you to say. Uh-huh. And she tries to give him the benefit of the doubt and is like, look, I know I know you, you're burying yourself in your work as a coping mechanism, but ignoring this shit's not going to help and your wife needs support. He's like, yeah, well, I can't deal with distractions right now. Whoa, dude. And she rightfully gets a little angry at that statement. Uh-huh. And it's like, really? You Your just, wife? Did you just say your dying wife's a distraction? I'm sorry. Come again? Yeah. Not okay. And she wants to go home one last time and you need to take her home. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, well, I can't go anywhere right now. So sorry. And Gloria's hearing all of this in the hallway. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Everything is super. Normal. Those are the moments where I'm like, the words may have been slightly different, but that shit happened. That feeling happened, and and good for Constance for being the friend that she is. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Hey, you're fucking everything up. Yeah, I just need you to know that you're fucking everything up. You you're suck being, right now. You're being you're being a terrible person. You're right being now. pretty much the biggest prick, buddy. Yeah. So in the cafeteria, Eli grabs some food back on the Destiny. Yes, and sits down. And Chloe sees this and gets up from her group and just sits down with Eli. Um, and it's like, are we okay? Oh my God, Chloe, why are you so needy? <laughs> and Eli's like, sure. Why don't you go talk to your boyfriend to see if you're okay? Sure, we're fine. Yeah. Just sure. And she's like, well, you sat, you sat alone over here and you didn't come sit with me. Maybe the whole world isn't about you, Chloe. Eli's like, you were talking with people. Yeah. He's up, lady. And and uh, she just really needs to know that they're going to be okay. And, and I know, Eli, that you think that I betrayed you and I'm sorry and I never meant to hurt you. And I love that the word think is in here. Yeah. I know that you think think that i portrayed Ew, you chloe you're so gross in this episode all of you are so it's gross so in this. get a fucking life lady <laughs> you can't even be like hey i fucked up and i I'm need sorry. you to like me do you still like me i don't like you let me be clear i still don't like you yeah, I still but don't. i really need you to like me can you just tell me that you like me so that i'm okay now yeah attention please that's all that's going on right yeah. now and it's not pleasant. Chloe, go get a fucking OnlyFans. He <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and he does, he says nothing. And yeah. she's like, um, it's never gonna happen again, and your friendship means so much to me. And I'm like, does it, lady? We'll see about that. <laughs> because I remember in the last episode you flat out ignored him when he tried to say hi after not seeing you for a month. Your your friendship means everything to me until I'm in a bad mood, babe. <laughs> <laughs> your friendship only means a lot to me when I want it to mean a lot yeah, to me but not when you need something Ew. <laughs> don't talk to me then <laughs> the most I love that Eli this entire time is like, says nothing back to it's her it's like are you done 
Because yeah. I feel like in the first couple episodes, Eli would have been like, no, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Although he kind of does that in the next scene. So here's the thing. Chloe's not inherently a malicious person. No. She's just emotionally, emotionally trying. Yeah. So I'll give you like credit. He's a better person than I am. <laughs> because he's given her a little bit of like, okay, Chloe, whatever you need here. You're my friend. You're, you know what I mean? I know you're not a piece of shit. Yeah. You're just a little bit emotionally stunted. Whereas I'm like, you're gross and I don't like you. Ew. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. Which I feel like in my life, this means it's to me proof that I'm not a terrible person because if I was ever a terrible person, Grace been like, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. You you are nowhere near being a terrible person. <laughs> you are the opposite. If there is a spectrum of terrible, Nixie is the other side of that. Aww. I want you to know that. I heart <laughs> you so much. <laughs> I, on the other hand, and you're is a trash not as fucking wreck. You think you are. There's a friend of the pod, Summer, and I talk about this all the time. There are some people in this world here that are purely good hearted, and there are those of us or pieces of garbage and are here to protect those people from the world. <laughs> because her and I are absolute trash. Like I said, you're and not share as with each other. as you think you are. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so he, he, he's saved from answering yeah. this shitty conversation because the ship drops out of FTL. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, saved by the FTL. Oh, saved by the science. And they both head to the gate room to see where they are now and Young shows them some Kena footage. And there's like buildings see this is where i would this, ruins. this is where i'm a piece of shit right yeah because i'd be like where the fuck are you going chloe what are you gonna do to help why are you coming here to my office to my area of expertise are you gonna sign something here why don't you go get pretty somewhere else she has arch- she has uh archaeological knowledge yes stratification Stratification. <laughs> so there is no signs of life, yeah. and they have six hours, so they jump back to FTL, mm. and both Chloe and Eli want to go on the away team. And this tag team Ugh. to make Chloe seems like she should go on the team, that yeah. she studied all of Daniel's work, and when prompted to say something archaeological, she goes, stratification. Look, I'd give her credit if she really did study Daniel's work, but I don't believe that for one minute. The only reason... She may have read some of it while bored on the trip over is because of the statement she makes later on the planet. Okay. It's like the only way I believe it is if there's Daniel's work is on the ship. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like she didn't do any of that beforehand. I have a hunch that like, you remember when in the pilot we saw Daniel had recorded the like Stargate wiki? Yeah. I have a hunch because as Daniel, there's like a couple chapters. That's fair. And she watched all those. <laughs> Welcome to Daniel's YouTube channel. <laughs> I would watch Daniel's YouTube I would YouTube absolutely channel. watch all of that. That would be, that would be, I don't have, I, I haven't hit like subscribe on many YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm, I'm not a YouTube subscriber. <laughs> I'd subscribe to that one. Um, She also took ancient history at Harvard. Yeah. Which Young's like, how does that help us a billion light years from Earth? I don't care. Yeah. Because it was ancient history with a lowercase a. <laughs> Not ancient history with a capital A. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And <laughs> I also like where Chloe's like, well... It's not safer on the ship. I was kidnapped by aliens right here on the ship. Yeah. She's not wrong. No. Here's the thing. It's not about keeping you safe. It's about being useful. Well... 
I like young almost laughs. She's like, he goes, I would I never said no. I yeah. have no problem with I don't know why you're still people. fighting me. Get out of my I feel like he was and then he just got annoyed. Yeah. And he goes, I was never fighting you. Just get out of my face and go. Yeah, like I think my dog found the bird. Your dog found the bird. Yeah. He's okay. very intrigued now. Yes. There's um, a dog standing on the windowsill. Just just be safe and careful, which of course none of them do, but and I guess this Chloe Eli friendship isn't over as they low five as they leave. <sighs> good for you, Eli. Not for me. <laughs> like, good for you for not being the petty bitch that I am. I think Eli's also it's going. Not for me. There's only some people, so many people on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It's fair. You're like, ah, this is who I'm stuck with. This is better than fucking what's his name, asshat scientist man. Anyway. There's like There's four so many people of that could fit the bill. Yeah, it's fair. So back into Russia's mind, he's in the classroom with Daniel just sitting in the back. Mm-hmm. And he explains that this very code, that every code basically that's ever been cracked in the last two millennia mm-hmm. has been based off codes that came before it. I have to tell you, yeah. this is a tangent. Yeah. But if Daniel Jackson ever shows up in my iPad, <laughs> I'm going to be like, how fucked am I? Let's start here. Look, I know you're here to give me some sort of clue. How fucked am I? Did I already die? Am yeah. I dying now? This is, is it? What, what is it? Yeah. Which one is it? Because you only show up in people's heads when it's fuckery time. Yeah. You you don't just show up to just be like, hey, I. Let's go fly. Do exactly. you want to fly off a building? No. You're really? only here for reasons. Yeah. Just cut to the chase, man. Where am I really? Am Rip I dead in a road somewhere? Off. Yeah. Um, but the 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 code, the cipher that Rush has written on the mm-hmm. board is older than any of those. Mm. That there is nothing. This is this is its own thing. This is not based off anything. And someone's like, it's a proto encryption. Yep. I love that term. And the students are confused. Like, how do we start working on this? If there's no basis, there's no frame of reference. There's right. symbols up there they haven't even seen before. Yeah, we don't even know how long this alphabet is. And that's when he starts to get angry with them. He's like, you people don't see any patterns in this at all. What what good are any of you for being here in my brain? Yeah. Of course you've seen all these symbols before. You're all me and yeah. I have seen these symbols before. And he just <laughs> yells at them to all get out of his face. Yeah. Imagine if a professor did that in real life. I'd be like... It's time to slowly ease out of this classroom. <laughs> I'm just going to Homer Simpson my way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop this. I'm going to take something else. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's going to be weird. I did have a professor once go on a long rant about her dogs. Oh. In the fact that I went, I'm questioning my reality right now. Oh, yikes. Um, And eventually, uh, this is after she told everyone that about half the people in the class would fail. That's a good feeling. On the first day. Mm. Um, and eventually it's just Daniel and Rush left in this classroom. Mm-hmm. And Rush knows it's not their fault. It's yeah. Rush that can't solve this. All of this is right in front of him and he can't figure it out. Right. And we get to part of the crux of this character. And he goes, it's just to like how I failed with have, figuring out how to dial the ninth chevron. He spent two and a half years of his life dedicated to that. All while his wife was dying alone of Yikes, cancer. Yikes, dude. Yikes. And then some, his words not mine, kid, some big child, 
with no meaningful education is just going to jump in at the last moment and solve all of that. So it all comes down to his inadequacy and everything he's risked. Yes. Or given away for this. Saying, you know, that Eli has no ambition. He spends his time playing video games and he's the genius that Rush will never be. Maybe you need to calm down a little. And And that Eli should be the one being here, seeing all of this, and he can figure it out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And Dana goes, well, here's the thing. I have a fairly decent understanding of what you're going through right now. It's a shitty, helpless feeling when you Mm -hmm. can't do anything to but watch your wife die. Yeah, believe it or not, I have been here even though I forget often. I often forget I had a wife, but when I need to remember that I had a wife. When I need the sub story, it's right there, man. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) And I kind of watched her die in slow motion because she was kind of in my brain at the time. Yeah. It was a whole episode. Super thing. You should watch it. You should watch early season. Early season. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, Rush dismisses that his wife is the answer to any of this. He goes, information goes faster when I'm with her, but I still can't interpret any of it. Hmm. And Daniel points out that if you need to take time to be with your wife, you should. Because it's more important than anything. And Daniel just has like a big neon arrow pointing towards his wife. This is an entire game of D&D. Yeah. Which is the the GM, uh, husband, fiance, (laughs) Jesse... (laughs) It's like, hey, guys, you see a thing over here. No reason. No reason. Just you see this thing right here. And yeah. um, and, and he's like, yep, nope, super things, helpful. Um, and, and just goes back to working at the chalkboard while his nose starts to bleed. And I, not that I want to identify at times with Rush, but there is definitely times in my life where I'm like, no, clearly the answer is not over there. The cancer is clearly over here. Yeah. And I refuse to acknowledge otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that means that I've been focusing a lot of hours down the wrong branch. Yeah. And I will brute force an answer Out over of this. here. Yeah. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> and... Um, uh, back, now on the ancient planet, but like not those ancients. Yeah. Ruin planet. The other lowercase ancient planet. Lowercase ancient planet. There's uh, Scott and Greer and Chloe and Eli. This is straight up mm-hmm. a setting out of Assassin's Creed, either Odyssey or Valhalla. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty like, good. There's something, there's something good down in those ruins. Yeah. If you yeah. climb up those posts, you can sniper yeah, people the fall with of your arrow. Definitely happened here. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. Down that can't eat the bird. dark hole you can't is eat the bird. Sorry. The, yeah, no, that bird is really wanting to get in. Now he's just taunting my children. He keeps flying over to this uh, tree and then back to the window. Yeah, he's taunting my children. And I think his mohawk is getting mohawkier every time. I don't know what he's. I really do think he's taunting my child. And I also don't know what type of bird it is either. I've never seen him before in my life. We'll see if we can identify. What if it's a druid? It might be a druid. I don't know what you want, dude. But just come out of B-shape. Yeah, just just humanoid yourself and yeah. talk to us. Okay. In common. Um, On the it, planet. It's clear this place has been abandoned yeah. for a while. So they get they have six hours to get as much info as they can. Mm-hmm. On 
Destiny, TJ wipes the blood away from Rush's nose. It's been over an hour since mm-hmm. Young was here. And Rush was stable. He's kind of fine. He's fine. Ish. Ish. Fine o'clock. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And there's no way of telling how concussed he is. <laughs> so here's the thing. My notes, I meant to say there's no way of telling how successful he's been, but somehow I wrote concussed mm-hmm. instead. That works too, though. It's All of it works. They're both fine. They both work. The data flow has been fluctuating yeah. into his brain as well a bit. Mm-hmm. And when Young asks, Brody doesn't even want to take a guess at what the odds are of Rush being killed if you pull the plug? Yeah, well, it's more like, hey, man, I don't want to be the one who kills him. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I'm not comfortable giving you a percentage on that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Can I just not kill him? The odds are not zero. What if I just don't kill him? The odds are somewhere between zero and 100%. <laughs> That's the ballpark. So back in his mind, Gloria laments that she spent the past 20 years watching what she ate, restricting the stuff that she loves the most. Mm-hmm. And now when she could eat anything that she wants, nothing is appealing. Hey, quick reminder, eat what you love. I'm mending my PSA there. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Um, Rush is there physically. Definitely not mentally. Yeah. And when when prompted, he's like, no, I'm here because that's what happens. Great response, dude. Oh. Great response. 100%. No notes. Yep. <laughs> you keep doing you, man, man. That's the issue when you need someone to be there to support you. But if they're resisting so hard... You can't force them to be there mentally. Yeah. At that point, you're just sort of better off being like, okay, well, I guess you can't be here for me. And that's what she's like, look, I know you got work to do. Just go do it. And he's like, yeah. I am doing it. I'm doing it right here. He's like, don't fucking waste my time. If you're uh, not going to be here. Just go. Yeah. And she tells him that he could change so many things. And the one thing he can't is what's happening to her. Mm-hmm. And don't let that hold you back. And I love it because there's this great, it's this great dual meaning conversation. And he takes it one way to go do your work somewhere else. And I have a hunch that she means it a very different way. Like, hey, you didn't like your choices the first time you were in the situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could change that. You could make different choices. You have that option today here. You got the Here touch. today. This is available to you now. You got the power. <laughs> and that's when he packs up his notebooks and leaves, but mm-hmm. not before taking her hand. And she's like, I know you'll be here when the time comes. And I'm like, you're an asshole. Yikes. In every variation of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Kind of an asshole. <laughs> Ouch. It it's really just not great. He's just it's not great in so many reasons. One, he's not he's just torturing himself on top of everything else. Not only is he coming across as being the stick, all this stuff's yes. happening. He's also just sitting there instilling more torture and like being this emo sad boy about it. Because here's the thing, it's like even in a dream, I don't think I could face a person I love and make those choices? Yeah. I just, yeah. You've got every opportunity to make things different and to see what's right in front of you. Yeah. 
and you won't. Here's the thing. You're in your dream and it's lucid. So just do all this research you think you need to do at night. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to sleep in your dreams. Right. You don't even have to sleep in your real life. If your time is short, you'll sleep when she... This is a shitty thing you like to say. (laughs) You'll sleep when she's dead. Yeah. Um... Because guess what? If I lost someone I love, I wouldn't want to be awake anyway. I'm no. probably going to do a lot of drugs and sleeping. Probably. Just know that. <laughs> and at the entrance to the underground on the planet. Give me them pills that Judy had. <laughs> okay. Um, Eli is showing the keto cam to Chloe, and there seems to be a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. When Scott comes over, Eli is, like, checking out the dark underground network and tunnels. It's really cool. It's mm-hmm. super cool. Here's... The thing. Scott's like, what? (laughs) It goes, well, so, so far, Destiny's only stopped on planets that had something really useful to help them. Maybe not, like, always, but maybe there's something here, too, and maybe there's, like, some power source that can dial us back to Earth and something. And Scott's like, these people don't look that advanced. Like, this is stone. This is, this is, like, Rome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so proud of Chloe's nerd moments. (laughs) <laughs> Which he points out that, well, actually, many advanced civilizations found the Milky and Pegasus galaxy lived in what appeared to be printed of stone architecture and they concealed extremely powerful technology. They just weren't assholes about destroying every natural resource. So they're like, fuck it, stone works. Let's put our energy elsewhere. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott's like, okay, cool. Well, you have the Kino footage, so let's go and we'll look at that later. And, and Eli's like, but do we? I kind of can't find my keynote. This is why you need like a fishing line if you're dropping it into a maze. Yes. Look, I think I said it when we were watching. Red Where thread. is Ariadne's string? Yeah. yeah. And God. it's a maze down there. And Eli didn't lose the keynote. He just took a wrong turn trying to get out and needs a minute to get his bearings because it's like a video game where you only have like the keynote cam, but you're in a maze, but you don't have an overhead shot mm-hmm. of the maze. So you try yep. to figure your way out and scott relents they're just gonna have to go down there yep gray's like look cool 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 you go down there i'm going to stay here and cover your backs Mm -hmm. and this is what eli makes a terrible terrible mistake yeah he goes what are you scared listen gray needs to calm down a little bit here because Mm -hmm. you don't need to put eli in his place Mm -hmm. anyway these may be the last words Eli ever says. Uh-huh. Given Greer's reaction, which is silent. Yeah. Still and deadly. He makes it clear that they're not friends. But it's like, Greer, come on. Use this on the right people. Like, use your powers for good. I would say we get a little bit of a flashback coming up mm-hmm. for Greer. Was, was it more of he doesn't think they're friends or maybe was he triggered by something? Yeah, that's fair. Eli realizes his mistake. He's like, it was a joke. I'm sorry. I thought we were on yeah, a friendship level. Yeah, he did. Level. He was ribbing him in a way that maybe Greer's not. He's like, me. please don't kill me. And Scott <laughs> breaks the tension. So like, Greer, you're going to watch our six. We're not going to go far into mm-hmm. the creepy, dark underground maze. Yep. And when Chloe asks, Scott admits that Greer is a little claustrophobic. Yeah. And we head down to the tunnels, cobwebs, low lighting. This is a fantastic Halloween maze that I never want to be in. Mm-hmm. We get a few flash to a young Greer 
in a closet or floorboards or some small yeah, some bad some times. small area in the dark with light streaming through and he looks very scared. This man did not have the best childhood. Which is the only reason I'm saying I maybe if it was anything else that Eli said to Greer. Yeah. Maybe again, like Eli couldn't have known. Oh, Eli 100% couldn't have And Greer comes across like this tough dude and and kind of gives everyone crap Mm -hmm. about everything. So in a lot of ways, Eli's not playing favorites with him because of his past. Listen, I am not saying that Greer didn't over... Oh, I see why he did it. Absolutely, Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. It was more of just like... Oh, Eli, you didn't know that you picked on the wrong, the single wrong button. This was not the one to push. Yeah. Which also takes us back to the pilot episode and the small cell that he was in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, Glory and Rush are walking through the park in the lucid dream. And she needs to sit down because she is getting very tired. Yeah. Um, and even now, Rush is mathing in his book. Mm-hmm. Pigeons take off in a way that, like, do pigeons mean something? Pigeons probably always mean something. Because those were all CG pigeons. They're spy pigeons. They're all... I'm pretty sure all pigeons are spy pigeons. Mm-hmm. Later, Russia's continuing calculations in God, there's gotta room. be, like, whole networks of pigeon spies. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, His wife has 46 next to her name on the board. Means nothing. Mm. Um, And she's rolled out in a wheelchair and Rush takes over. Hmm. And later again, he's with her in church as the priest is reciting um, what we later find out is Psalm 46. Mm. And under under that reading is Gloria with one of her violin students, and she's giving her, I'm guessing, a real fucking nice violin for a young kid. Well, they're probably a bunch of rich people. They're all professors and known people. That's true. It's more more of, I'm assuming the kid is some sort of prize or something because just, you know, a, 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 a what, eight, nine, ten-year-old who's playing violin doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to yeah, have that's true. that career. That's true. That's more of my... Or it could also be like, hey, eight, nine, ten-year-old, we bought you this, but this is now your career. Yeah, which is super healthy. Sometimes that happens. Super healthy. Uh, I did a quick Google of Psalm 46, and yeah. it says, for the director of music of the Sons of Korah, a song. So I thought that was pretty appropriate. <laughs> That's all. Yep. I didn't read it. I don't know how to read the Bible. Don't at me. No, please don't uh, at me. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how to I've read a decent chunk of it. Mm, still don't know. I don't know how to read it. I know, nope. you, I know there's a way you're supposed to read it. That's don't, what I'm saying. I have read... A chunk of and it. yeah, it doesn't stick. Nope. <laughs> and I think the this scene, the most painful part of this entire montage is the very last scene mm-hmm. when she's packing her bag in their room and she is silently breaking down in quiet tears on the bed and Rush either doesn't realize that she's breaking down emotionally and physically or is ignoring it. The fucking worst. I hate this the worst. I don't know which is worse. I I hate it so much. It's worse when someone doesn't realize that you're falling apart. Right really in is. front of you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's um it's possibly the most unforgiving Rush scene in the entire yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell 
Um, so the dark tomb exploration continues. Oh, yes. We're back in the choker tunnels. Now everyone's freaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And no, Chloe wasn't just hoping for dead bodies. She was hoping for human skeletal remains. Yeah. Um, and there's not any. So she would like to go because she's definitely not freaking out as she runs into a bunch of cobwebs. Yeah. Ugh. Which I would freak out about when you find out what made them. The big guy. So she turns around because she's done. And Scott's like, yeah, I'm going to call this. Let's just go. And Greer's like, hey, how about you don't move? Mm-hmm. Because like she lives above you. Yeah. You're about to become food. Initiative is quickly called. Yep. Giant spiders quickly dispatched. But there was gunfire involved aiming at the ceiling. And so part of the tunnel comes down. <sighs> yeah. That's rough. That was a choice that was made. That was a choice that was made, and it was a very instinctual choice. Yeah. 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 I, that's all I got. Yeah. It's not, not my first instinct with a spider, but I'm also not a gun user. It's Listen, that's not just a spider, though. It's fair. That was a spider with the body the size of your dog. That's fair. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's a kill it with fire situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's there's, true. There's no way that spider is friendly. Yeah. Ooh. Also, considering what small spiders can do to you if they bite you here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. It's like, uh, she's going to die. One of the two will die. Let's make it the spider. So in the Destiny's gate room, they miss their check-in. So your uh, Young calls out to them and, and Scott explains their pickle. Mm-hmm. All because... Uh, Greer was forced to fire his weapon. Young's like, why was Greer forced to fire his weapon? <laughs> we saw a spider. <laughs> there was a spider. It was a sizable it was, spider. It was real big, though, sir. <laughs> it was a big spider. I love this part. I love because they don't actually explain. No, they don't. They're just like, we saw a spider, it so we a, it killed it. It was a spider. It. Sorry. And they have less than two hours to go before they jump to FTL, so Young's going to send a recovery team. So Scott blames him for... Um, no. Nope. He blames himself yeah. for even letting like them come down here yeah, in yeah, the first yeah, yeah. place. And Eli is like, look, I haven't even found the Kino. <laughs> this is just shit. This maze goes Eli, on forever. this is where you're supposed to be like, no, we wanted to come. We didn't force you to make us. <laughs> no. Eli's but, like, yeah, you really did fuck up. But there's no come- other stairs that go up to the top level. And I'm pretty sure I'm starting to have issues breathing. Is there air down here? Yeah. You're having a panic attack. Um, so let's let's reassess shit. There's got to be more, one, more than one way out of the never-ending tunnel maze. Mm-hmm. Their digging is not going well. Yep. Greer is like, look. I do have C4. <laughs> oh, God, guys. My gnome, Sam, couldn't be prouder. It just... Nothing could go wrong. I love how royally terrible this entire... <laughs> it's like, if this were a simulation, it'd be like, how did you guys lose these four people so fucking... Awfully. How did, even if you don't have string, how are you not like putting arrows or some shit? Anything, anything. Well, and here's they, the thing. I will give them this. They didn't get lost down there. Mm-hmm. They just, because we find out they're close to the entrance. Yeah. They didn't get lost. They're, but they, they sort of did. And then they caved themselves in. They shot a gun and then they, they used C4 and then more C4 
Yes. But it's not because they were lost. But they still made... They made bad decisions. A lot. A lot. That's the uh, the a lot part. But they didn't lose where they were in the yeah. maze. It's like, hey, <laughs> shooting and, and explosions in here is what created the mess. Yes. Maybe no more like that. Well, listen, if your choices are explosion or death. I feel like they're both death. <laughs> I feel like what you're saying is death or messy death. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> the explosion part doesn't have to mean death. Okay. Yeah. But it does. Look, the the ground is right there through a couple feet of stone above you. Mm-hmm. So okay. just attach the C4 to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Shrapnel's not a it's thing. It's fine. I mean, how how shrapnel-y can stone even get? Well, like it's hard. <laughs> It'll all turn to sand. You're fine. It's fine. I see no problems with this plan. So quickly, James and Volker are there. They find the entrance. They are so close to the entrance, the four of them. And James is like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This shit looks real bad. Yeah. It's just like oh. boulders in the way. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, God, how did you guys do this? We're going to get to work now. Mm -hmm. So in Russia's mind, he's asleep in his office and he's having his inception moment. Dreams inside of dreams. dreams. Of actual Jesus. This goddamn bird. (laughs) What do you want, buddy? Yeah, he came right. You can't come into our house. He's really pretty and colorful. He's very cute. He's got a big old, like, you know what he has? He has like a 1990s flat top. He does. It's, it's a, not a mohawk. It's like that spiky yeah. hair thing. Okay. I'm if bad. only the tips were bleached. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's dreaming of happier times with Gloria that they actually were happy together. once upon a time fun fact rush does smile yeah oh he he knows how he is capable of laughing he has the muscles and that is interrupted by daniel Uh Um, this is also where um english rose plays um he's interrupted by daniel who when no one answered the door just walked in (laughs) i just figured you're here and i need you to understand the clues that i keep trying to give you for this puzzle yeah and points out that russia's bleeding from the nose again Mm -hmm. so great news um from the past volution alliance came through and we found the icarus planet not to be named yet but Mm -hmm. in the future will be named icarus planet and since uh russia has been through all this he just yada yadas it off he's like look dana do you do you understand anything on this whiteboard at all there's now two of these birds and he's like no i i don't (laughs) that's a big no should i and russ is like i don't either and you know, the uh, answer to this whole problem would not be like crazy obvious or anything with all this information flying around from in my head from Destiny's memory banks, it, but it's all meaningless without context. And there's no point staying here if I can't figure this shit out. And he goes to um, towards the door that's been popping in different places yeah. around his memories yeah. and dreams. And this time it's there in his home office. He's about to walk through and Daniel's like, yeah, hey, hey, dude, before you go, how's your wife? <laughs> Remember your wife. And that brings him to a stop. And he's like, well, she's dying today. So mm. not good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but he's like, why do you keep asking me about my wife and keep pressing me to go to her? 
Because she's dying today. You just said it, man. And he pauses and like, by the way, what's the date today? Yeah. I, I feel like he's trying so hard to give him the answer to this puzzle. He's like, I literally can't say it out loud. Yeah. But your wife. Yeah. Um, Daniel's like, your wife died today and you don't know the date. Mm. He goes, it's April 6th. Interesting. So the phone rings. Rush knows the conversation already. He's like, yeah, 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 back to the it. nurse yeah. before it can tell him to him. It's a come in and say goodbye call. Yeah. And before he leaves the house, he writes April 6th on the chalkboard. Which confuses Rush a little bit because she didn't die on April 6th. Yeah. So he raises April and writes in four. So yep. he reads four six. Yep. And... All Daniel has is, well, it's not the answer to life, universe, and everything. Aw, Daniel joking is adorable. I know. Oh, nerdy joke there. I miss it. I do miss it. Uh, and Rush turns to leave and walks outside and, and turns in. The address in the house is 46. Here's why I like the Daniel joke, mm-hmm. because he has to do the thing that... Explains it. Yeah, yeah. the nerds do. Where it's like, no, I got it. I, I just was getting yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. He's cute. Yeah. Uh, he comes back into the room confused he's like yeah my house more of these my house address was just four Uh uh-huh it wasn't 46 now it's 46 four and daniel suggests that well you know 46 divided by two is 23 Uh um and there's also the 23 enigma and the idea that everything important is connected to the number 23 why couldn't the ancients just be like oh it's February 3rd. Well, you know, my house fav- number is now two. <laughs> Do you remember my favorite part about all this is um, what day did I say this episode aired on? Uh, April 20 something. Guess. guess. Is it 23rd? It's the 23rd. Nice. <laughs> but I'm just like, why did they just write the episode to the number 23? Why do you have to divide by two? That seems so odd. Well, that's why it's, it's bullshit. It's yeah. not, that's not it. Um, and, but... There, so the 23 enigma is just the idea, again, that everything important in life is connected to number 23. Um, really, most just take it as evidence of the mind's power to perceive truth mm-hmm. in almost anything. The idea that you'll notice what you want to notice. Perception and frame of reference. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Rush then has all these flashbacks to how 46 or 4 or 6 has popped into the three. He, he's got the, you were dead the whole time. Yes. From the Sixth Sense vibes. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers, Spoilers for the sense. A twenty, maybe thirty-year-old movie at this point. Know. Jeez. If you're not spoiled by that movie now, then you're ten. Yeah. Uh, and if you're ten, we cuss a lot. You probably should be listening. You probably to this. shouldn't be. No. Um, and so he starts going through his notes and his calculations and circling forty-six so mm. many times or combos, and he's like, "Is this my mind playing tricks on me? Yep. Is this me seeing something that's not here?" Is this significant? And as he's like, all of these are riling up in his brain, he just crumbles to the floor in pain, yep. clutching his You're heart. You're going to die now. And the gate room young is starting to get really concerned by all this timing. Mm-hmm. And he calls checking to James and she's like, look, this is hard, slow work. And I do not have good news. to." Pass I'm not on built for this, sir. Nor <laughs> do I have the tools or equipment. Yeah. I'm running out of time and I know it and this is shit. Yeah. And those underground can hear all you of this. You gave me a losing task. You set me up for failure. And Eli's like, can we panic now? Because we have less than 30 minutes. Fine, and, Eli. Am I, can I Can I just 
go around the corner and panic? Does anyone want to panic with me? Because this is going to be part of my process, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and what are we going to do? Because we are not going to make it otherwise. Yeah. And everyone else is just quiet panicking while he allowed panics. Some of us have to. We've learned that about you and me and other people we yeah. work with. Some mm-hmm. of us are quiet panickers. Some mm-hmm. of us are out loud panickers. Um, and some of us are just delayed panickers. Yeah. Some of us are like, I'll deal with that shit later. Some of us are like, I've got work to do now. This isn't how ha- some of us are rush. <laughs> I will deal with that panic later. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that panic over here. Yep. It's certainly not going to come back at me in a very inopportune time. Yeah. I'm not going to randomly cry while watching Yellow Jackets. No, it's later. fine. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. fine. It's, it's uh-huh. going to be real healthy. Yeah. In the end. So Young visits the chair room. TJ reports that Rush just had some sort of cardiac event. He's probably event, dying. But is stable ish. But also could be more dying. Probably. This is going to kill him. This is definitely going to kill him in the end. Yeah. So unplugging him could kill him. Uh Uh-huh. But also not unplugging him. him. will kill him. Yeah. And things are not good. He's Schrodinger's dead in Rush. Yes. Mm -hmm. Schrodinger's Rush. Mm -hmm. And shit on the planet's not good. They don't have time to dig them out. So if Rush can find the master code... They could stall jumping into FTL. Yep. But they risk sacrificing Rush in the process. Yeah. But I like Yonki going, however, he's choosing to stay he connected. He did this, yeah. Because you told you said that there's a door for him. How do we even know he's how does he know he's in danger? Do does questions, because we don't know. Yeah. All know, Young knows that if they jump to FTL, the four of them on the planet's going to be left behind. They're, they're donezo. So Rush is their best chance. Mm-hmm. They're still working on the planet <laughs> as fast as they can. And Volker comes back. He's like, there's no other entrances down there. Yeah, we're done, dude. There's nothing here. And poor James. Again, she was set up to fail. James, a woman after my gnome's own heart, is like, let's make an entrance. What if we made a bigger boom? Yeah. So she radios down to Scott that we're running out of time. So we're going to try to use C4 to blow a hole in the roof. Mm-hmm. So the four of them need to move back as far as they can while James sets the explosives. Once everything's ready, fire in the hole. The issue is, instead of just blowing a nice little hole in the roof, that's mm-hmm. what their plan was, they now cave a huge crater in the center yeah. of the ruins. Yay. That's fine. So that... Didn't have the desired effect. No. It actually made shit way worse. Hey, so I think we killed you. <laughs> we're going to go back to the ship now. So we're going to leave you behind. Godspeed. We <laughs> fucked up the situation more. Yep. Um, I hope you're not dead. And we're going to leave you. I hope for your sake you fall asleep before you run out of food and air. And then yeah. just pass quickly. Scott's like it's not your fault. Yeah, he says he is good leader in this minute. One hundred percent. Get back to the ship, and mm-hmm. when she tries to stay, he's like, "That's an order. Mm-hmm. You need to go." Yep. Um, back in Dreamscape, Rush <laughs> arrives at Gloria's bedside at the hospital. Costas is there and gives them the room, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I know you're not here for me." Yep. He's like, "Yeah, I've already been through all this you dying part before." And I like that she calls him out. He's like, no, you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) You never were. You were not here the first time. Yeah. You were running and you can't lie to yourself. Uh And 
and say that you were here because yeah. you were You chose this memory mm-hmm. because if it got fucked up and you lost it, he'd be okay with that. If you can pretend that you always were there for me and you weren't. Uh-huh. So you're here now because what you need is here. You're not here for me. You're here for answer. Mm-hmm. Rush is like, yeah, I really need the answer. Yeah. She's like, okay, here's your answer. You're dying. Yep. He's like, yeah, I know. Yes. And again, here's a man who's a bit of a trash person like me, and he's petty. Where she goes, you'd rather die than fail. He's like, I mean, kind of. Yeah, basically. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You married me. You know this. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, and he, she goes, like, look what you've become. Mm-hmm. All the things that you have done recently are not who you are and he admits or he claims he's like look this shit's always this trash has been inside of me this whole time yeah yeah (laughs) i've had my reasons to Mm -hmm. let it come forth and bubble to the surface and she goes no no you're hurting people now you're just being (laughs) shitty to people yeah you tell yourself that my death gave you courage but it just made you an asshole basically (laughs) All of this is correct. You are no longer the man that I loved. Yeah. You are a shithead that I don't know anymore. That's got to be horribly painful to Mm -hmm. hear. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I know I'm an asshole. The man that you loved died with you. Yeah. And she reminds him, I was never your conscience. Mm -hmm. Like, you still have that. Yeah. You're just ignoring it. You are your own fucking person. Yeah. And stop taking the fact that I died out on the world. Exactly. Like, people spend their whole lives looking for what we had together. So how about you let that be, like, this nice fire in your soul? Yeah. And don't let my death change you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's obvious that he never fully grieved or processed her death. Because it sounds like, seeming from this timeline, it happened fairly close to the beginning of the series. Yep. And she laments that it's one stupid gene passed on for her mom that couldn't do its job. Just repair the fucking damaged DNA. Hint, 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 clues, hints, clues, hints. And he looks up. Arrows, arrows, arrows. Answer, light from God. The clouds (laughs) open up. That's why you're here. Yep. Dino DNA. And there's his exit door and it's appeared again. He's like, got a blast. I got to go now. Yeah. She's like, she tells him to go and she knows how much, how much Rush loved her and stop taking that shit out on other people. Mm-hmm. Hey, bird. I stop think he's taking shit out on the window. I've decided that he's injured, but maybe not. I got to see those wings open. We're going to keep an eye on him. Okay. Okay. I mean, he seems to be flying around a lot. Yeah. Because he keeps leaving and coming back. You're very strange, dude. I don't know what you want from this house. Um, And before he goes, he tells her that he has not forgotten her and never will. Mm-hmm. And with that, he opens his eyes on the chair in the Destiny. And imagine the minute you wake up from a very intense dream. Young is just there going, you got five <gasps> minutes to stop hell. the ship from jumping down Fucking hell, dude. He's about to come back a changed human being. And you're like, <laughs> hey, get your shit together, bite. <laughs> Rush like opens his eyes like what the fuck I'd just be like I'm gonna close my eyes back again oh lives are depending on this in five minutes he's like no No, none of this no none of that is happening I can't do it though it's not gonna happen no 
upon hearing that young heads back to the from the control room um to the gate room radio you had to know at that five minute no matter how we came out of that there was no fixing this um they're still trying to dig themselves out and with nothing else to (laughs) nothing else to say to soften this and with time running out he just tells them that they can't stop the ship Mm -hmm. fuck and that's just a gut punch to everyone yeah and, you know, two of them just sit down and they're like, I understand. And mm-hmm. Scott's like, God be with you, Colonel. So oh. all of you. And Young's like, it is not over. Yep. Never give up. Never, Never surrender. surrender. And with that, everyone on the planet just shock and devastation as to what is about to happen is sinking into them. They're being left behind on the planet under rubble in the dark in a maze. It's not great. On their own. And the ship jumps. On Destiny, they watch the countdown, click the zero, and it jumps to FTL. Fuck. And on the planet, Eli shares that news, that the Destiny yeah. is gone, and they're on their own. Mm-hmm. Sometime later, Young comes into the room to find Brody, Volker, and Rush all working. He's out of the infirmary because there's work to do. Yeah. And it's not that he didn't find anything in his dream. It's that he didn't... It's nothing that could stop the ship then and there. No, it's just a thread to pull on. Yeah, it nearly killed him, but he found a clue. Mm-hmm. 46. <laughs> I like that he tells him, like, it matters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's more than just 46. 46 is the number of chromosomes in human DNA genetic code. I feel like he could have just skipped and gone right to, like, the it's something yeah. in the genetic code. No, listen, for all of Rush being a changed man, there's mm-hmm. something in Rush that still likes that moment of making Young feel dumb. Yes, fair. Yeah. yeah. That happened either way. Mm-hmm. That was even when Rush was a good person. That shit yeah, was yeah, happening. yeah, yeah. That's just who he is. Um, in, in later ancient technology, they restricted access with specific genetic markers. Hence why so many things only worked with humans, you know, yeah. or other things. And Destiny's access code isn't anything genetic. It's still based on numbers. Um, But Mm -hmm. before, they didn't even know where to start looking to correct the code. And now they at least have been able to narrow it down. So it's very likely that they used a very specific genetic code of theirs. And they have to run through all of these variations. There's still billions and billions of possibilities. (laughs) Um, But Rush wrote a code to run all through them quickly. And when asked how long it'll take, Rush is like, I mean, several days. And Volker's like, or years. Yep. It could take years. It's, but nobody needed to know that. But Rush was trying to be more optimistic. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, it almost stops young in it's his like, tracks. Wait, what? Yeah. That's, this is weird. That's weird. Uh-huh. Don't do that. Yeah. That's, I don't like this. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, was all of this worse risking your life for? And Rush goes, we'll see. Mm-hmm. there's no way to know so my favorite part about this is that as this episode winds down yeah and we finish our recording uh-huh usually we would be watching the next episode but today we don't get to do that nope so we're about to jump into other work yep. that we have to do because there's no rest for the wicked nope. and i'm very upsetting spaghetti <laughs> what's our next one called lost <laughs> okay it's fine this is good it's fine it was good to see daniel back yeah i miss daniel i'm gonna go watch some old sg ones daniel's good i can do that now yeah you can okay 
Okay. Everything's good. It's fine. Find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook, There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Rate us, like, and view us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. I'm keeping an eye for the Don't Come At Me Bird. Well, okay. if we find out more information on the bird, we'll try to. We'll tell you guys about it next week. Yes. We love you. Bye. Bye.